Spotlight, North Central Connected, the official podcast of North Central Electric Cooperative. We are joined by our CEO and General Manager, Kevin Doddridge. Hello out there. Happy All Saints Day. All Saints yes. Day. And then uh, our Director of Marketing and Communications and Business Development, Michael Bellapani. Hi there. And it is November 1st. We have survived Halloween. Absolutely. Okay. I don't know if your equipment did. I, my equipment survived. Uh, <laughs> this is only take 15. Baker's dozen. I don't know, uh, but we had we had a little bit of issues to start. We also have a special guest, but first we are going to get into uh, what our CEO and fearless leader has to say for November. You you use that term fearless loosely. I I I use it. I get scared quite a bit with some of the stuff we're dealing with. You, but, I think you interpret it, loosely. but we keep going. Yeah, that's correct. And I'll be I'll be brief because we do have a special guest today. Um, you know, we we've, we've had pretty. Uh, bad news the last couple of months you know concerning rates and heat and all of that and I'm really happy to announce that things are kind of plateauing not as low as we would like them to be but right now rates are probably in the neighborhood of 15% less than what they were back in August and you know with the milder temperatures even though you got the thermostat on 65 and here 73 uh, <laughs> I turned it up because the CEO's here it was cold though but and and but, um, you know, with, with that, with the milder temperatures, we should see a significant reduction in some bills. But now, please remember, if you get your bill in a mailbox this week, just look at that usage because that'll be usage from probably five months prior. So don't be disappointed if you get a bill today or sometime this week. It's not dropped drastically because that's you, you, you kind of have to look back in time a little bit. But we are seeing that. And, and also some other good news is... Uh, those contractors that are connected to us that went down to uh, Florida to work restoration for the hurricane, they are back. So we are back at full force on our fiber project, really hoping to move into construction, I believe, in our Barton area. Yes. And then what we call the Miller area, but it kind of starts here at our office and does hit Miller and goes down over to Craft Road and kind of moves a little bit more into the southwest part of the system a little bit. So... We've picked up the pace there, and, and things are moving, I'm not going to say smoothly, but they're moving steady. Well, that's good. Yeah. Um, anything we need to add before we? Well, I, I will just piggyback on that a little bit. Uh -huh. I was just out riding in a couple of subdivisions and saw some of our contractors, and I like to observe our contractors, mm -hmm. make sure that you know we're, we're taking good care of, of the member's property because that's important. Um, but it's good to see that progress. It's good to see those little orange uh, pipe pipes coming out of the ground because that means that your your neighborhood is very close to being fiber ready. Yeah, in all actuality, though, if we can get that orange pipe at my house, I don't care how much you tear the yard up. <laughs> we are we are ready for the service. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, I also, want to thank everyone that participated in our annual meeting last week. Um, we had a. a a, a decent turnout from uh, return votes uh, and a, a good productive meeting with some productive commentary, I guess, uh, from yeah, it was. Kevin and the members. And uh, I'd like to welcome our new board member, Miss Kimberly Gordon, uh, who replaces Joan Childress. Uh, uh, Miss Joan served our cooperative as a director since 2004, which is, is pretty remarkable, and she was uh, remained engaged and uh, contributed greatly to the growth of our co-op over those years. Absolutely. And with that, we will introduce our uh, special guest, Dr. Ivy Taylor from Russ College. Uh, thank you for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. Oh, always a pleasure. We like having 
uh, something variety of some some variety of we, just the normal four faces. We, we, we need that. We need that. <laughs> um, so uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? I know that uh, you are the president of the college, but what else do we well, should we know about you? Well, I'm excited to be a Mississippian now. I've been at Russ since June of 2020, so a little over two years. I've been serving as president of Rust. Uh, kind of an untraditional path brought me to Rust. I have not worked um, my whole career in higher ed. I moved to Mississippi from San Antonio, Texas, where I was actually the mayor for a few years, sitting here listening to you all talk about the rates and all that, <laughs> brought back some, great memories. Uh, I don't know if they were great or not, but definitely brought back some memories. Actually in San Antonio, it's a little bit of a catch-22 because the, the constituents, of course, wants the, want the rates to be low, but the city owned the power company right. and we got a portion of the rest. Revenues. Yes. So <laughs> there's a balancing act. There, yes, it was definitely a very difficult balancing act. But anyway, I'm, I'm glad to be out of that seat and in a new one here at Russ College. But uh, my uh, journey originally started uh, far, far away in a land called New York City, where I was born in Brooklyn and raised in Queens by uh, parents who were North Carolina natives. They went up to New York during that great migration period looking for better opportunities for their family. So uh, that's where I was raised um, and was looking for an opportunity to get back to the South. I visited North Carolina all my life. I married a Texan, so I put in my 22 years living in Texas, but I'm so excited to be here in Mississippi and uh, leading Russ College. Great, great. I'll tell you, you know, I've seen so much on social media lately and so much mm -hmm. going on at Russ. It's really hard to, I mean, there has been a lot of activity going on down there the last, you know, two years. So tell us what all, what all is taking place down there. Well, we are entering a period we are referring to as our Rustian Renaissance. So the college has uh, been around 156 years. So, uh, you know, it's a mainstay in this in North Mississippi, uh, but we're just really trying to rise to the occasion presented uh, by the um, current environment, the needs of our young people and the community uh, to, to educate and to provide the best environment possible to elevate the student experience. So toward that end, we've been making a lot of investments in our uh, technology. Actually, we have a studio that looks a little bit like this now. We just <laughs> upgraded our radio station so that we can do podcasts there. Uh, so we've been investing in our facilities, expanding curriculum, focused on uh, technology, and really just serving students the best that we can. Um, we have some new degree programs uh, for our students, including music, which we used to have music, but it, um, the program was shut down a little while back. But that's really a central kind of part of who Russ College has always been. We have an acapella choir that's known around the world, so it's important for us to bring back music. Health sciences, uh, you know, we all know that Memphis is kind of a juggernaut as it relates to health, the healthcare right. industry, and we want our students to be able to compete for those jobs. And global supply chain management um, is another one of our 
newer majors um, with all the logistics and uh, you know that is definitely needed yeah. these days yeah yeah so we want our students to be able to compete for those jobs we've been doing renovations of our uh, residence halls so that um, students can have more modern living facilities uh, and that's been well received actually we'll be doing a ribbon cutting next week for a couple of the projects one is over uh, one is on campus it's Whiff Hall which was built in the 60s and then also uh, we did a full remodel of um, a series of buildings that recently was occupied by ICS Head Start uh, and it was originally built as residence halls, but have been used for kind of commercial office space. And so we've reclaimed that and students are already living there and really enjoying it. Yes. And am I right in saying that there are some naming opportunities with those? Yes. Uh, projects? If folks want to uh, provide some funding that will help us keep the momentum mm -hmm. going, you know, uh, we could name some of the rooms in Whiff Hall, uh, that rooms that have been recently remodeled. Uh, at, we could name them after a donor. And over at the Mississippi Industrial College Historic District at Russ College, um, there are some naming opportunities. Actually, the ICS building that I mentioned is not officially part of the historic district, but we have renovated that into a residence hall, and we keep calling it the MI Residential Suites, but we'd love to call it by someone's name right. who would like to give us a big gift. I, Doddridge Hall just nah, rolls off, just the kind of off the top of your head. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, I, I have to admit, uh, you know, when I was younger, I, I loved driving through Holly Springs because mm -hmm. you have to face it, it is a historical city, it's yes. a city with a, with a long history. And when I would come through, you would see as I was headed, I guess, north and, and west, those historic, those buildings from Mississippi yes. Industrial College. And so many people in this area continued their education there. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I always liked those buildings. And, and obviously, they fell into a state of disrepair. But I was down there several weeks ago mm -hmm. on a relatively hot day, but mm -hmm. an exciting day when Senator Wicker was there with yes. some great news. Do you want to share that with us? Yes. Well, just a little context for anyone who may not be aware, Mississippi Industrial College was the uh, other HBCU located in Holly Springs from 1905 until 1982 when it closed. And its campus is quite architecturally grand. The buildings have sat unused for many years, but they are on the National Register of Historic Places. And so um, when I arrived, I really wanted to preserve the opportunity to use those buildings. They are on the main drag into town. And so they don't look nice. It doesn't give a great impression right. when folks arrive in Holly Springs. So we reached out to Senator Roger Wicker about um, some work that had been done before my arrival to develop a plan that envisioned um, those buildings being refurbished and reclaimed for use by the community as well as Russ College, which Russ College owns that campus now, I should say. We purchased it in 2008. And so Senator Wicker responded um, to the request for support. And in last year's uh, federal budget, he allocated uh, $1 million for the um, 
to improve the Booker T. Washington building. There's a building there named after Booker T. Washington, and we have a vision of turning it into an Ida B. Wells Social Justice and Interpretive Center. So he allocated a million dollars for that. And then uh, I know everyone's waiting for the outcome of the midterm election, but I'm waiting for the election to be over so that <laughs> the uh, Congress can vote on the current budget that's on the table because Senator Wicker has us in the recommendation for $3 million right. to restore Carnegie Auditorium, which is one of the buildings at the um, Mississippi Industrial College Historic District. That is great. Wow. Um, Dr. Abby, I understand that Russ College is about to celebrate uh, their Founders Day next yes. week. Yes. Um, tell us a little bit about the Founders Week tradition at Russ College and what's the significance of it um, uh, for not only alumni but the community. Well, Founders Week is when we take time to pause and recognize what a tremendous uh, and courageous act it was for those missionaries, Methodist Episcopal missionaries and freed slaves to work together around a shared vision of educating people who had been enslaved, um, providing you know access to education. That occurred in 1866. I think about what it must have been like for people to have that vision and here we are still um, you know providing opportunities for those who may be disadvantaged. And so uh, Founders Week is our time to think about um, the founding of the college, how significant it is, and, and how our mission is still relevant. Our mission at Russ College is to e equip and inspire students for excellence and service in their communities and throughout the world. And when you turn on the news or open a newspaper and you see the things that are going on, you recognize that it is still important for leaders to be trained at a place like Russ College, especially a place that where it's connected uh, still to the faith community. And we um, want our students to have that as a big part of their formation uh, as leaders for the future. So uh, the Founders Week includes a lot of fun events like a parade and um, uh, lots of, um, you know, events on campus for the students so it's for the students for the alumni to come back but certainly it is for the community as well we'll also host several basketball games and we want people to come out um, to the ishmael edwards classic for those who are familiar with russ you know that ishmael edwards worked there for about 50 years as a vice president he retired last year dr ish was a great guy yes. is a great guy yes me, a yes he guy. is <clears throat> yes he's still around and hoping he'll he'll turn up and uh for the uh, basketball game that's named in his honor. But yes, we're really excited. Um, some of our alumni will be coming back to share some of their career uh, adventures with our students and, and help engage them in thinking about what the next step is, um, what's going on out in the marketplace and opportunity for networking and so forth. And then uh, we end the weekend with a Sunday service held at our um at the doxy auditorium and it's a service where you know we specifically focus on acknowledging those founders and the speaker for the service this year will be 
Ambassador Carol Mosley Braun. Now you may remember her as Senator Carol Mosley Braun. She was the first black woman to be elected to the United States Senate from Illinois uh, in the 1990s. And she subsequently served as ambassador, I think to like New Zealand or something. <laughs> but she'll be on campus sharing, um, for, you know, inspiring our students with uh, her journey. Yep. Well, we, we learned about some sponsorship opportunities for Founders Week. Um, how could our audience or businesses that uh, in the community get connected with Russ College to take advantage of uh, sponsorship benefits? Yes, well, we certainly want everybody to feel part of the celebration, and this is an opportunity for us to raise money for the college, which benefits um, the students um, in elevating their experience, whether the money goes towards our operations or for uh, scholarships as well. And so we uh, have uh, a variety of opportunities. One of them, I think it's probably a little too late, we had a souvenir booklet. I'm not sure if we're still taking ads for that, but we are still soliciting uh, donations for our silent auction, which will be part of our uh, sneaker ball. So, uh, yeah, it's fun to get dressed up for, you know, a formal event, but those shoes, I'm sure for the gentlemen too, it's not just the ladies, because my, I'm married to a Texan and he wears his good boots when we go out, you know, fancy, and by the time we get home, he is hobbling a little bit too. <laughs> Having, so, having daughters, I've seen a lot of formal wear and converse. So. Yes, yes. So, yeah, we'll get be, we have a sneaker ball. So, um, so yeah, we're looking for silent auction items. We're also looking for uh, sponsors for that event and for the Founders uh, Weekend in general. So if folks are interested in sponsoring anything, they can contact our Russ College Office of Institutional Advancement at 662-252-8000, extension 4913, or they can send an email to OIA, that's Office of Institutional Advancement, OIA at rustcollege.edu. Oh, that's great. Um, Dr. Ivy, I, I would argue that this is the day of HSBCs. It's uh, uh, Jackson State's uh, success um, in their football program. Um, I love seeing them honored on uh, on ESPN and different events, but uh, you know we have a gym with Rust College in Holly Springs, yes. and um, we kind of want to distill this down to to why we have an audience, believe it or not, that reaches as far as Arlington, Virginia, DC okay. metro area. Yes, um, so. Uh, couple European cities too. Oh, European. <laughs> yeah, okay. we've, we've had a few European uh, people listening. So, so why Rust College? You know, I am so excited to have the opportunity to share with a wider audience because there are so many folks who don't know about our historically black colleges uh, in the United States. And I was one of those people having grown up in New York and my parents didn't go to college. And because of, you know, why, because of the history here in the U.S., the majority of our HBCUs are in the South with a few sprinkled in um, the Midwest and, you know, maybe as far up as Delaware. But uh, I was not familiar with these schools, uh, which were founded, uh, many of them, right in the wake of the uh, Civil War to educate people who'd been formerly enslaved. And they provided opportunity when opportunity was not available in other places. And sometimes people ask, well, why do we still need those colleges? Well, because these colleges do an amazing uh, job 
in a special way that other schools don't in um, educating this population. Our historically black colleges or HBCUs are responsible for the vast majority of black doctors, black lawyers, black judges, dentists, uh, the whole professional class. Many of them got their start, their early education at these schools. But I think also the schools have provided such a grounding and uh, provide a space where you're expected to excel. And for some of our majority schools, that's something they're still trying to figure out. Uh, having welcomed uh, a more diverse population a little later on, they're still trying to get that right. But HBCUs have always uh, provided a nurturing uh, environment where the focus is on excellence and we still need, you know, now more than ever. I mean, it's harder to get a job really doing anything without any education as the economy has changed and evolved. And so we are equipping and preparing these students for bright futures. And so definitely I just feel really blessed to have the opportunity to lead an institution uh, like Russ College uh, that still is making an impact. I mean, in Mississippi, you know, in the early years, the, the college trained teachers and preachers who then went out and made an impact in small communities throughout the state. But now, you know, we really, our graduates go into a whole variety of professions and uh, some stay in Mississippi, others go off to other places, but the need is definitely there for the cultivation of our young minds um, so that they can be part of the problem solving for, you know, some of the issues that are happening, you know, ac across the nation and the world right now. That's right. And it's good to hear that uh, the, the health sciences and global supply chain management programs are, are up and running because it's sorely needed right now in this environment. And on that <laughs> note, I want folks to know that the, the school is open to anyone and everyone. So, um, you know, it's, uh, though it's a historically black college, if there are folks uh, who are interested in health science or global supply chain management who are in this area and would find it convenient to attend Russ College, our doors are open to anyone who would be interested in studying there. Excellent. Um, why would funding partners choose to support Russ College? What's the... Um, What's the elevator speech for supporters? <laughs> <laughs> well, the value proposition is that you're really investing in the lives of young people who um, need that support in order to uh, become productive members of society. When I arrived at Russ College, there was a young man. He was actually from the Midwest. You know, we kind of have that great migration historical connection to Chicago, right. uh, you know, St. Louis area. And so he was from, I think he was from St. Louis and he was our student government association president. So he came from, you know, kind of a rough neighborhood, uh, took advantage of everything we had at Russ. We have a pretty robust career services office. He was always in there finding out about programs. He uh, worked to revamp the Student Government Association so it could, you know, better serve students. And he came to me and asked me to write a recommendation for him to uh, go to graduate school. And he got in to Columbia. Oh, 
University oh, in New York City <laughs> and went and um, finished, just finished up a, a master's degree. It's kind of like an extended one year. You know, you go the summer before and summer after mm-hmm. instead of two years. And he got a master's degree, he already has a job, a job offer from Deloitte major you know global firm and called me up because he wanted to set up his giving schedule he said he wanted to give to rust a certain amount uh for the next 50 years so he's he's betting on long life and we're excited about that i just thought that was just so amazing that you know the college has made a difference created a path for him to be gainfully employed uh, to receive additional education, and now he wants to pay it forward. And so we're asking that everyone would look at Russ as an opportunity to invest in um, the future generation of leaders. Right. Okay, well, how can people across the region find out more about supporting Russ College? Well, they can check out our website at www.russcollege.edu. Uh, or again, they can call us at 662-252-8000. The advancement office is at extension 4913 and our public relations office is at extension 4915. We certainly invite people to come down and visit. If you're nearby, Founders Week is a great time to come. It's uh, November 6th through the uh, 12th. And so uh, come down for the parade, which is gonna be on that Saturday. Um, that'll be fun. You can come to some of the basketball games. But if you're not able to make it for Founders Week, we invite people to call up the office and set up a time to schedule a visit. We'd love to show you what we've been doing for 156 years. Awesome. And aside from donations, like how else can you know local businesses or, or neighbors yes. support your work? We are always looking for opportunities for our students to gain real world experience through internships. We're always looking for folks who are in industries nearby to come and talk to our students about what the pathway of preparation is for some of the jobs that are being created in our uh, community nearby. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, anything that we need to add for the end of this podcast? Because I know we, we've got a few community events coming up. That yeah. We need to... I just want to thank Dr. Taylor oh, for, for participating. Absolutely. This was this was a great event, one that I look forward to. Yeah. You know, we've got several colleges around us. We don't have a college in our service area. Mm-hmm. But, of course, uh, we have Northwest Community College, which is close. And, and I served in, in several capacities there. Michael's been down with the School of Journalism and, and partnering with them to do some research for us. And, and Justin, of course, has done a little bit of work down at Russ with communications. Uh, and I'm glad we're able to establish this because we do. We've got a community college uh, 40 miles away, 30, 40 miles away. The University of Mississippi is about an hour away. But Russ College is just 20 minutes down the road. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is leave behind our building, hit mm-hmm. Old 78 and drive. Yeah. And you're going to run into it. <laughs> so I, I'm, 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 I'm very it's, thankful it's that very you gave your time. Drive, I mean, it, it, is. Yes, it is. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah, thank you, Dr. Well, Tyler. Well, thank you. Thanks we'll, for we'll having cover, me. We'll uh, cover community events and updates. We'll probably just do a, a short podcast uh, as we go into the holidays. Oh, absolutely. And I, mean, I just, I just, I had it fresh on my mind because I got the radio spots this morning. Sure. So. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us, and thank you, Dr. Taylor, again. And we will see you sometime later this month, I guess. Okay. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks.